Welcome to Harry and Dean's Five Faves. I'm Dean. I'm Harry. And in today's episode, we're going to be going over our five fave songs of a band, you know, we like a lot. Certainly. I mean, this is about as classic as it gets. Uh, we, we, we both love these dudes, so uh, very stoked for this, this one. Today's episode is going to be our five fave Credence Clearwater Revival songs. Otherwise known as CCR. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a good episode. Some some big vibes yeah. coming from these songs. So they're a massive vibe band, in my opinion. You know, like just absolutely a band where you put them on and instantly it sets a feeling, it sets an emotion, kind of sets the scene. So they're they're so good at that. And I think that's what music's all about, is making you feel something. At the end of the day, and I mean, CCR just do that instantly. So, very special band. All right, let's get in. So, starting off my list, we're going to go with the song Bad Moon Rising. <laughs> classic, as, as classic CCR as you can get. Definitely. And, you know, there's a little bit of a backstory behind the song, for me at least, and the reason why it's on my list. And I'm just going to talk about it a bit. So, Fun fact about me back in the day, back a few years ago now, two years ago this year, which is kind of weird to think, but I, I had this dream and I won't go into it too much, but pretty much it's about this this creature that haunts this town and goes around and, and eats people pretty <laughs> much is the is the base of it. But um yeah, I turned or I wrote a book based on this dream I had and I don't think it was I think it was after I got the book printed I listened to uh Bad Moon Rising and I realized how many similarities in the song there were to the story I just written which is kind of interesting because like I didn't write the book based off the song or anything but it it gets pretty similar uh, don't go uh out tonight. It's bound to take your life. There's a bad moon on the rise, and kind of in my book, uh, none of the people in the town can go outside because if they see that that big bewilder sign in the sky, you know, it's not gonna end up pretty pretty well for them. So this is my number five, and it's definitely like just for that reason, I'm gonna be real. It it makes me. It's definitely the the song I used on all my my promotional stuff for the book, and uh, it, it reminds me of that that simple time uh, back in the day when I I did all my my book stuff. So that's my number five. Well, firstly, Dean, I would just say that you inspire me uh, writing <laughs> writing a short story. Um, but very. Very good stuff. I mean, I, I shared that that book with many, many people and had many folks read it, and they were very impressed. It's a great book. Check it out. The Bewilder uh, by Dean Gillard. Yes, multi-talented uh, co-host of Harry and Dean's Five Faves, as well as a bassist. I mean, this guy's had a career in, like, SoundCloud rapping. Yep. <laughs> author i mean what what can't he do so really impressive stuff and i i love the backstory and my 
fifth fave CCR Psalm also has a little bit of backstory as well. Not necessarily what I would even think is the fifth best CCR Psalm, but just a favorite of mine, something that I felt like I had to include on this list, and that's Lodi. Uh, And I think we're going to get into this more, but a common misconception about CCR is that they're from the South. But they're from California, they're a Berkeley-based band, uh, and this song is about California, one of the few. And I just love Lodi because, well, f- firstly, it was one of uh, one of the first CCR songs I got into, actually. But beyond that, it reminds me of just traveling and like these long road trips, especially to Idaho, when you're kind of in the middle of nowhere and you're in a town like Lodi, which if you go to Lodi, it's a pretty... It's a pretty empty town, so to be stuck in Lodi again, like that, I don't know what it is about that, but it just has always resonated with me of like, I know exactly what they're singing of when I hear that. Like, I can just picture it, I can picture the feeling, I can picture the scene, and so that just means, like, I I love that song, and uh, it brings me comfort a lot of the time. So that would be my fifth fave CCR song. Among their simpler, not like they've ever been an extremely complex band, but uh, just a really fun one. And yeah, one that's always been a big one for me. So my number four is going to be Looking Out My Back Door. Nice. By CCR. So this song, I there's in the, I say it's the chorus. The yeah. do, do, do's. Yep. Which I the won't see. But I mean realistically that's why it's on my list oh dude that makes the song it definitely does make the song and i'll say the overall vibe of honestly most of these songs but i'll say specifically this one it just feels like summer it feels like you walk outside to your backyard in some swim trunks nice sweet tea or some sort of bev in hand (laughs) You know, flip-flops, maybe barefoot, and this song's playing. And that's just a vibe I I miss at the moment, honestly. You know, just being February and and whatnot. But, like, honestly, CCR is a a summer band. Oh, 100%. The summer vibes are are very heavy in. And this is a very, I would say, feel-good, just happy, uplifting song. and. You know, it just it makes me happy, and it's it's gonna be number four on my list for these reasons. I'm I'm there with you, and I love it. It it always reminds me of the Big Lebowski, and he's listening to it, and he's like banging on the ceiling of the car, and it's like he's just having such a such a good time. Like it's such a good feeling, you know, when that song comes on, and uh, I feel I feel exactly like the dude in that scene, and. Uh, yeah, just an immaculate, immaculate vibe, which CCR is, I mean, they're the band for that. But I agree, Summertime Song, love it, great pick. My number four, my fourth fave, is Cotton Fields. So I did I did a little digging because this song sounds so southern and just so, like, gospel blues it it sounds older than their time you know it sounds older than late 60s early 70s or what it what it was and it turns out 
this is not a CCR original. And there's actually going to be a little bit more of this later in the episode, but it was written by a dude named Leadbelly, or that was his stage name, but he was an American folk and blues singer uh, who was kind of a 12-string guitar virtuoso. Um, and he he was a, a black, you know, yeah, folk and blues guy. And he just brought a lot of songs into, like, the canon of he he actually recorded a lot of like these old traditional folk songs for the very first time which is interesting and it was originally his song so that was that was really neat that it was a cover of that and i mean i feel like most listeners would probably be able to hear you know oh this doesn't sound particularly like ccr wrote it just because it it sounds so out there but uh i i love this song like it it almost feels like it could be originally a lullaby. Well, actually, I would say originally it feels like, you know, like this very old, it feels like it's it's a song like written by like black people, like a full on gospel song because it feels so rich in history and it feels so uh, just true to that sound and that time. And CCR's version of it, their interpretation uh, I think more than does it justice. I mean, I listened to the original; it was really interesting. Oddly enough, the Beach Boys even do a cover of this. Interesting, which was very different. It was actually led by Al Jardine, who's you know the most underrated Beach Boy, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he wanted to like push him in a little bit of a country direction. And from what I saw, it actually looked like Lead Belly wrote this one. I, I did quite some digging on the research, but everything I saw um, points to the fact that this was an original uh, written by Lead Belly. So really interesting how they took inspiration from him and turned this song into a pretty a pretty big mainstream song at the time. But I just love I love that historical aspect where it really does sound like, you know, an old, like, song that comes from black people in America. Like, that's what it sounds like. But it sounds like I said, like, it could almost be like a lullaby. Like, uh, I mean, they do say rock me in the cotton fields, you know. Uh, but it's it's beautiful. And I love what CCR do to it. And they bring that southern sound, which is funny because they're not from the south. But they sound so completely Southern, and this is absolutely one of uh, their most Southern-sounding tracks. Great stuff. Love Cotton Fields. And it, it just feels like a very wholesome song. So that's my number four. My number three is going to be one of their bigger songs, which is going to be Proud Mary. Love it. Um, This is, I believe, the first song i heard by them and i'll be real with you guys the first time i heard this song and how i originally know this song is from the dreamworks movie fleshed away <laughs> are you familiar with that movie i am not really no. no well it's about a i'm a say it's a rat i think it's a rat it could be a mouse but some one of those rodents a rodent and i think his name is rodney or Roddy, which is funny because he's a rodent, but 
uh, there's like these slugs, and I, I don't think the slugs sing this song, but I think they sing backing vocals. <laughs> but it's about like good no. It's in the movie though, and I remember watching the clip. But that that kind of introduced me to to this song. I remember my mom growing up; she'd show me like YouTube videos of music, and I remember she showed me the Tina Turner version yes, of this song. Yes. But also the CCR version. I remember that the video, it's like a lyric video, I want to say. But it was like of a boat kind of like going down a river. Like, and it totally went with the song, you know? Yeah. And then I'll get in this a little bit. It was actually my next pick. But uh, in like 2021, uh, actually from Harry, I really got into like, it's when I like genuinely got into music, like started listening to like, I'd say more rock music. I guess I was into like rap music, hip hop before, but really everything. I mean, yeah. that that puts you down the path. That's of true. Yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, but like in that time, uh, which I'll talk about in my my next pick. But my grandma, uh, kind of got me into CCR a little bit, and I remember watching that video, and I like remembered it. Oh, cool. Um, and I mean, it's just it's a classic song. Absolutely. And I mean. I I feel like I can't have that not be on my list. Oh, I get you. That's, but that's definitely the the first uh, CCR song I can remember listening to and singing along. Although it might have been the flushed away version, but <laughs> it's it's on my list for for these reasons, and and that's my third pick. I love it. And Proud Mary is one of those where it feels like a cover, but it actually isn't. You know, yeah. which is the crazy thing about CCR too for me is like. You've got songs like Cotton Fields where it's like, okay, this really feels like a cover. But I also kind of feel like Proud Mary fits into that category where I'm like, damn, this this feels like a cover. And then you're like, whoa, hold up. They wrote this. And it literally sounds like it could be from 100 years prior. Yeah. And like one of the most classic things. So it's incredible to me that they, you know, they took inspiration from like these older artists. But and they re-recorded, covered stuff like that. But then they also wrote original music that sounds similar to those covers, but holds such a weight and such a rich, like, historical value, I think, and just, like, a very rich folk presence that it feels like a song that could have been well in the past. So I think that's one of the amazing things about CCR, and that song in particular feels that way to me um my third fave is the song hey tonight and this is my summertime ccr jam like i just freaking love this song this is a song that for me is one of my biggest mood changer songs like without fail will always bring a smile to my face but this is one where it feels like a crisp summer night, you know, where you've you've had a great, great summer's day. It's been fantastic, but it's finally like eight, nine, and the night is young and it's cooled down. But like, because it was such a hot summer day, like it feels good, but you don't need to like put on a hoodie or anything. You're just like out there and it, it feels immaculate. You know, you're driving with the windows down. It's a great feeling. Breeze is blowing through your hair and it's like, yes, hey, tonight. We're in it tonight. And 
I mean, this is a psalm too that, like, I think coincidentally, both my girlfriend and I started listening to a lot, like, when we started dating. And I actually want to say that after, like, we started dating and I was hearing her playing it, I think that actually turned me on to it more. I was like, oh, right, this song's like an amazing song. And that was actually what like kind of, I think, hooked me a little. So it also just has a lot of positive associations, fond associations with like a very exciting time in my life. But I think it also has that feeling of like, just, it's like a psalm for like, you know, the, the honeymoon phase when like you're just initially enamored with someone and yeah i mean of course that's my association with it but i even feel that it's a song that could take you there without even having that experience in the past which i think is probably the most powerful thing that a song can do is take you to a place that you've never been but you still know where it is and i think that's hey tonight it's it's just i don't know how you could listen to that song and not have the biggest shit-eating grin on your face. <laughs> the biggest what? Shit-eating grin. What? It's like an expression. You, like you smile? Yeah. Because you're eating it's, it's, it's an expression. <laughs> well, that's, that was just that was funny. But I completely agree uh, with everything you just said. And that was super descriptive. And I know everyone listening can picture themselves in that scenario on a on a summer night so they'll be listening to that song and this just talking about this has really made me excited for summer oh right there i bet listening to this this is gonna be the summer of ccr this it is and it's gonna be amazing and it's gonna be this is gonna be great we're in february (laughs) we we are in february you know we got some time to go but and something to look forward to absolutely so my second pick, my second fave, is going to be the song Green River. Love. It's funny you say you, you love it, Harry, because <laughs> I like to say that uh, a lot of times when I, I jam with Harry or whatever, this is one of the songs he plays right at when we start. And, I mean, the the intro is just like, I mean, super recognizable, but, I mean, it's just, I can't, I'm not good with explaining lyric or music besides just saying it's good but it 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 gets you you know yeah no it's it's a catchy freaking hook and then fogarty's voice comes in oh it just it's amazing oh and another reason why this is on my list so like i was saying in my last pick this is that story time so when i was getting into like rock music i was talking to my grandma about stuff and we're like looking through her cds and she had a Credence Clearwater Revisited CD, which just like, I think it's the bass player and the drummer, I want to say. <laughs> so, I mean, it's missing. Silly ass group. It's missing the vocals, <laughs> but. Uh, or guitar, like, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. but uh, she was friends with one of, one of the members in it who was not an original member, but, and I think that's the only concert she's ever been to. Wild. It's very interesting. and. I know there's a story she she told me where she went to. It was at the Greek Theater, which is funny because it's in the neighborhood, so the volume is always pretty quiet. And uh, Steve Gunner is the, the guy's name in the group, but he called her the next morning. 
He's like, oh, what did you think of the show? She's like, my ears like hurt so bad. He's like, that's funny because like we played really quiet last night because <laughs> we we're in the neighborhood. So that always is something uh, funny to me. But my grandma gave me this CD, and that's one of the songs that really caught my attention. Uh, uh back at that time was Green River. Is this a revisited? Yeah, it's, it's the it's the, <laughs> the it's the revisited, revisited. but with oh, the guy in the it's oh very God. it's a live one. That's you know? hilarious, but. But yeah, so that was something that she always played. Uh, I was telling Harry about that. My grandma always played an Elvis greatest hit CD, a Cher greatest hit CD, uh, and that uh, Creedence Clearwater Revisited <laughs> CD, which is kind of, if you think about it, it's like Dead and Co. Grateful Dead. Bro, don't even go there. <laughs> come, on, come on, come on. Dead and Co is better than that. Dude, Creedence Clearwater Revisited is not bad at <laughs> They're all. They're not bad at all. Not bad at all. But, like, come on. Dude, we can have a debate about that, Loki. Because the if we, if we want to talk tempos, <laughs> we, we can't go anywhere. Like, I mean, we'll save it for another time. I, but. I, no, I, I think, like, Den & Co. is, like, they bring... They bring new stuff to the table, and they're not trying to be a carbon copy. Yeah. Whereas revisited well, different, definitely but it's is. different situations as well. Yeah, because Fogarty's alive. Yeah, which like for me, that's just weird to be calling it Creedence Clearwater Revisit. Like, why would they like revisit the old songs? And and it's just without Fogarty, it's weird. It's but like, if you didn't want to do it, and the others want to do it, I I get that. I guess, but it's like Pearl Jam without Eddie Vedder. You know, Pearl Jam. Yeah, what do they call that? Pearl Jam and Company? <laughs> I don't know, but... Pearl Jelly. Pearl <laughs> Jelly is great. That's, that's, I love that. But this Green River, I think it's the second song. Um, it really stood out to me back then. And uh, I do like it now still, but... No. That, that From that CD, it really stood out to me. And uh, yeah, I think that that's... Uh, yeah, it, it's special to me. That CD is special, uh, just because from my grandma, yeah, you know, yeah, like I yeah. went to my grandma, like, hey, what music do you like? And then she's like, oh, like me and like your grandpa, like this she is said, what we listen to. Let me turn you on to the real shit. <laughs> the revisited CD. You no, know, she didn't use those words, but roughly rough paraphrase. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So and then she gave me that CD, and she gave me uh, her. A prized possession of her Elvis record from back in the day. So it was a very special uh, day when I got both of those things of a CD I've been listening to at her house from a young age and and whatnot in that that record. So yeah, love that, it. That that second fave is dedicated to my grandma, who uh, hopefully is, I mean she's watching now. Like get her set up on it and she'll listen. So <laughs> love you, grandma. Uh, I love it, dude. And something that you just briefly touched on earlier that I wanted to come back to is just Fogarty's voice. Can can we Amazing. talk about how he is like, he's a, not only is he a five fave, but I'd say he's just top five across the board, singers in rock and roll, which I feel like yep. people don't normally say like, right? Nope. Like you normally think a plant or like Roger Daltrey, I feel, which I mean, both are deserved and valid, but why the hell Fogarty isn't just commonly in that conversation to me is astounding because he's got 
such a unique voice, but such a damn good voice for rock and roll and especially that brand of rock and roll that he makes. And it just fits so well. But Green River is such a good example of that. I mean, every single song on here is a great example of it. I think Hate Tonight's another one of his his best vocal performances. Uh, and I think my number two is as well. Actually, I mean, all of these are, but my second fave, and this was my first fave for a very long time, but my second fave is Born on the Bayou, which I just freaking love. And it's crazy to how, as we mentioned, CCR, they're a California band, but it's so swampy. It's so Bayou-esque. Like, it truly sounds like they were born on the bayou, you know? Yeah, like they really were born on the bayou. Yeah. The fact that they've never lived there or anything. (laughs) Spent significant time there, yeah. It's it's crazy. And I'll just say this now so we can kind of discuss this. This is my number one. Uh, So we'll we'll talk about this uh, now. But I know you're telling me something about when he wrote this song, which blew my mind. Yeah. That he wrote this song just imagining, like, the bayou. Like, he wasn't, like, on the bayou. Like, he was just thinking about it. And he was like, let's write a bayou song. Wasn't he, like, looking at, like, a blank wall or something? (laughs) No, no. I think I might have read that. But, like, he's writing this in California. Like, not in the South at all or anything. And, like, the song, it really does transport you there. Like, Oh, my God. You feel like... Like, I've never been there either, but, like, I can kind of I can hear the mosquitoes. Like. Exactly. Like, dude, it, it's, it's a, like, I can't think of, like, too many other songs, especially right off the top of my head. I really did that to myself. I put myself on the spot, <laughs> but I can't think of too many other songs that, like, transport you to, like, a geographical location. Yes, like, if, where it feels like you're at a physical place or in a physical setting. Yeah, no, yeah. I... I get yeah, and I also love how unique it is, but how perfectly the music matches it, and then just the intro, dude, with the the notes ringing out, and like I'm not a huge like I'll say like I don't love the overuse of reverb, but God, it works so fucking well for for this tune, and just it's it builds and it builds, and then when yeah, it gets into the like right before it in the pre-chorus, like oh my god that pumps me up like i'm just and then by the time you get to the born on the bayou part i'm like jumping up and down and screaming (laughs) along because it amps me up i love that song so that's awesome that that's your number one too there's a thing i i read which is they this was the opener at woodstock which uh i can't remember where i saw this and like i don't remember who said it but it was that like they open with this and that how it like scared all like the hippies because like oh. they came out with like this kind of like not dark song but it's a heavy not yeah heavy, for like, the time yeah yeah like it's yeah like it just it's not country powerful. joe and the fish yeah <laughs> well yeah yeah <laughs> but another thing i read which was at that woodstock festival in 1969 is it was raining? It wasn't the Woodstock '99. It was not the '99. It, was, it wasn't '94. <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. Just kidding. No, it was not '99. <laughs> it was '69. But uh, it was raining during the set, and like they watched like all the people kind of like 
get naked and like just kind of accept the rain and uh i read that after that he went back to california and wrote have you ever seen the rain or whatever really? yeah it inspired off of, off of woodstock which this could be completely false i've read this i couldn't like i went back to try to find it i couldn't find it so it's out there somewhere sorry for <laughs> stealing what you wrote person but yeah i thought that really i thought it was very interesting but i just i think it's so funny picturing the song like born on the bayou and just thinking of like all these hippies on like psychedelics and stuff like listening to all this like kind of softer music and then this band comes out just like playing blazing the, yeah it's just, just like blazing hot yeah, <laughs> yeah dude that's super funny uh and that's that's a very cool story uh but i'm i'm there with you i i just love this song god it's it's so it's like elite in the rock and roll canon like this is like of the best but uh, definitely love it and the vocal performance too i would actually say like for me there are a few bands where I'm like the vocals are just the best part, hands down. CCR is one of them. Definitely. Like, God damn, it's just so impactful and so unique and perfect. I, I love it. So great, great choice. Uh, my very, very first fave is Midnight Special. Nice. And I just love the intro once again. What a great use of the reverb kind of compressed guitar uh which like i said not typically my favorite thing ccr uses it perfectly another incredible vocal performance from fogarty especially on the intro and i love how it starts slow and then holy shit it's a gospel song man take me to church i've got a i've got a sweet spot for the gospel songs and it really is and this was like an old traditional like folk blues song like also very uh prominent like in the south and written by black people and who other than mr lead belly had the first recorded version of oh it. wow so i don't think he wrote it but he at least arranged the composition that uh you know that must have in the long run inspired ccr uh but yeah it's he was like the first recording of it um which is very interesting and god damn just what a i mean this song brings a huge smell on my face but i love it too because it's another one where you can just kind of picture you can picture what's going on uh so it's it's a really neat neat tune seeing it live at daniel bonato i mean i was i was freaking flipping out but i i actually read interestingly enough that this song was an old song you know in the south but it's thought to have originated among prisoners uh and so the prisoner passenger train which was called the midnight special and that's what the ever loving light is. Interesting. So it's it's like kind of from the viewpoint of prisoners in the South, probably black prisoners in the South. And you can hear it, man. You can hear like that how this song could have just been a vocal song, right? Like yeah. a chant, like that you sing during the day 
a hundred more than a hundred years ago and the fact that ccr can take that and turn it into a bona fide rock and roll song but also like soul and country i mean dude it's like i said it just feels so rich and so full of history and i think what really what i really connect to about these this type of song is that it's so down to earth it's so real you know it that's kind of what i love about bluegrass music too is it feels so connected to the tangible things in life and the you know the natural things the outdoors the and and just like the way life is so the fact that it's this old song from the south sung by prisoners and ccr just take that and their interpretation of it is amazing and just like a song that makes me want to wrap my arm around a buddy and sing along as i did at daniel donato oh i freaking i freaking love that so midnight special gotta be the number one absolutely love this song and i i would just like to mention too I'm sorry to fortunate some for not making my list because I know it's one of those <laughs> very, very like played songs, right? Like, I guess maybe overplayed like on rock radio, but holy shit, dude, that intro, like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, it's it's played that much for a reason because it is a damn great song. That's a damn great protest song. So I, I didn't want to go the whole episode without saying that. I, I love Fortunate Son, even though it's it's like one of their biggest. But uh, yeah, got to give credit where credit's due. But the fact that, you know, we can go through like nine, ten songs and that doesn't even make either of our lists speaks testaments to how good CCR is. I mean, I know I struggled a ton with making my list just because yeah. they're so full of bangers. It's in, near impossible, but we did it. We did it we for did. you. And, you know... <laughs> I think it's good you mentioned Fortunate Son. I completely agree. And if you get an honorable mention, I'm going to take this oh, moment sure, to, sure. <laughs> to, to use my honorable mention of Down on the Corner. Oh, yeah. Which, like, I mean, I, I'll i start with just the bass tab. I like the bass tab a lot. The bass line? I guess. I, well, sorry. See, I'm not, a, I'm not quite a bassist yet. I still look at tabs and everything, but it is quite fun to play i do know how to play that one uh i was hoping to to play that one we'll we'll do it we'll do it it will come eventually no. but but that that would be my honorable mention such a fun song too another summertime like, jam exactly smile dude how can you not like all the the backing vocals and there's a video and i don't know what some talk show host i don't know because it's like back in like late 60s early 70s but like it's just like such a vibe which like i'll probably end up linking it in the sure. description along with all the other stuff but that one they just like all so happy playing which like really has always stood out to me is that like the smiles you know yeah like a lot of times rock music you know like very serious stuff that's a good like, point all four of these dudes up there the biggest smiles i know the drummer's even just cheesing it up giving the camera a big grin but just like such a happy vibes and i would say that with pretty much all the music we talked about is just the like although it could get serious at times but the uh, it brings us joy the joyful vibes from this 
and especially the summertime vibes, nah, which is yeah. now what I know I'll be thinking about for a while yeah. as we get through March and then April <laughs> and then like May. May maybe get there, yeah. But and then, no. and then what? Summer? <laughs> Flip-flops and CCR? <laughs> but, Bev, a Bev and a... Yeah, whatever I was like. Yeah. The sweet tea. Yeah. That's my... What's your favorite summer, Bev? I don't know. Like a grapefruit spindrift hits pretty hard. Oh, what is that? Oh, sparkling water. Oh. Kombucha. Oh, is dude. that the the white can? With yeah. The, yeah, dude. those are fire. Kombucha. Yeah. But no, I, I'm I'm there with you. Looking looking out my back door and trunks, flip-flops, maybe barefoot in the pool. I, I, can, I can see it. But no, I, I love what you said about CCR because, I mean, I think with us, pretty much with all of this, Music brings us joy ultimately, but there's a big difference between music bringing you joy and listening to joyful music. That's true. And wow, CCR does deep. CCR does both, yeah. right? Like it brings me joy because it's such joyful music. But it all, I mean, because it's so good. But it's such joyful music, which I really like. It's it's a very good distinction that you brought up that like. A lot of rock bands take themselves very seriously, and it's not necessarily joyful music, or I mean, just m- a lot of music in general. CCR is just a happy band generally, um, and they bring us both a lot of happiness. So, very, I mean, just phenomenal group. I, I love them. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It really doesn't mean a lot, all the support and just the fact that you listen. So thank you very much. It means a lot. And I'll just say that, you know, we got some months to go through before we get to summer and, you know, hang in there because when summer comes, it's going to be, it's going to be very nice. And, you know, hang in there, all my school friends and pretty well everyone, but yeah, just my little my little <laughs> message to all the listeners. This is my message to you, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Hope everyone is doing well and yeah, thank you for for tuning in. It's my little message. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, but we're gonna have a lot of a lot of good content for you in between. Um yeah. help pass the time. So uh yeah. But yeah, thank you very much and Yeah, we'll see you guys soon.